everyone welcome to tonight's episode of the Whitfield Report I am your host Sam Whitfield broadcasting live here from NGC Studios here in South Florida and I want to thank you all for uh, joining me here tonight contact info as usual if you would like to follow me on Twitter and Instagram you can do so uh, at samw underscore NGC Hashtag Whitfield Report. You can also follow the uh, Whitfield Report on Twitter at Whitfield Report. Follow me on uh, Gab and Parlor at Sam Whitfield. TheSamWhitfield.com uh, is my website. Facebook.com forward slash uh, Whitfield Report. And uh, as always, subscribe to the uh, podcast on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts. A uh, quick shout-out to the live chat here. We have uh, Al Hefe, uh, and it, that is the uh, Jeff in uh, English. For those of you struggling with the uh, Spanish to English translation, we have uh, Blaze Dust Dreamer, and uh, we have Evil Eric, who says, I'm nude. Well, lovely, Eric. Of of, co- of course we know you. Of course we know you're you're nude. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, folks, I actually have a uh, guest uh, with me tonight. Uh, joining me from Southern California, I think, is uh, Ryan Marhofer, who hasn't been on the show in roughly a year and a half. I don't think that long. So, uh, yeah, it's been a while. Welcome back to the uh, show, Mr. Marhofer. How are you doing? Coronavirus, and uh, I'm locked up in the house. So, well, I don't know if that's good or bad. Yeah, well, we're we're all we're all locked up right now. So, you know, we're all trapped. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I guess I'm healthy and my family's healthy, but I also don't go to work anymore. Yeah, well. And I don't go to school anymore. Yeah, well, none of us, none of us do. So uh, it's, we're, we're in strange times, I'll tell you that. Um, But you, uh, you mentioned to me when you texted me the other day that you actually started a, uh, a new publication of sorts. Um. Yes. So I go to Chamber University. There's a bit of history between me and that school. Uh-huh. In that I seem to be very good at pissing the people there off. And they seem to be very good at making my life hard. And so we've sort of arrived at this little, this little tango that we do every once in a while in which I make them a little bit more mad and they make my life a little bit harder. And so I figured, well, I bet I could piss them off more than they can make my life hard. And so I decided to start a new school paper called The Hesperian. 
And the reason for that name is um, Chapman University used to be called Hesperian College back when it was traditional and Christian and rooted in some real values and everything. And so nobody nobody actually knows what the name means, but I think it's a unique name nonetheless. That's that's pretty simple to remember. And so we started it. Um, our debut was Wednesday. So I don't know what's that, four days ago, five? And, um, yeah. And... Thursday, Friday, sorry, three days. And so uh, it's been great. Uh, all the staff writers of our school paper, the official paper called the Panther newspaper, because Chapman is the Panthers. Yeah. Um, they've all unfriended me on Facebook. They've all unfollowed me on Instagram. Uh, they're very upset. And I think... If we were just saying we disagree with the Panther, um, we don't think they're the best, you know, we we don't agree eye to eye on everything. If we are very nuanced and mellow about everything, they probably wouldn't bat an eye. But not only have we come out full force and basically called them pretend journalists and people who waste our tuition to spew leftist and hateful propaganda. But we have also, I think we also threaten their existence. And that's why they're so upset. Because they know that they've become complacent. And they know that there's a huge hole in the market on campus and in the surrounding community for, um, for a real news source and a real publication that really provides a platform for discourse between viewpoints. And so... It's been off to a great start. We already have professors writing in the paper. We have community members writing in the paper. We have students. We already have more people reaching out to write guest columns. We have people reaching out to donate already. Um, so it's been great. I think if we just stay stay true to the course, um, I think things will turn out very well. Yeah, so for the audience that isn't really familiar with, uh, you know, Ro- Ryan, I've had him on the show twice before, and I I think the first time I had you on, which was like, oh, geez. Well, well, first off, I found Ryan through the infamous uh, faggot known as I found you. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, you found you found me. So. um, So, yeah, I saw on Milo Yiannopoulos Snapchat story. Milo was Milo was doing like a Snapchat of his computer screen. And I saw that there was one tab open and it was the Facebook page of Sam Whitfield. And so I contacted Sam Whitfield and I was like, hey, just so you know, Milo was looking you up on Facebook. Yeah, I got I got so many I got so many uh, I got so many DMs that day uh, about funny. about that. Um, so then you and I started talking and I mm-hmm. and at the time I I you were actually writing for the Panther and one of your columns I'd gotten censored and uh you know since then we've kind of been uh friends i guess so which is kind of interesting because all the guests i have had um on the show who are also college republicans there seems to be a concurrent theme of all my guests at one point or another have been censored on college campus i i just talked to one Mm -hmm. of the uh well, I didn't tell you I just talked to you, but I frequently have on uh, 
the head of the Turning Point uh, chapter for uh, Penn State, and uh, they're they're always getting censored over at Penn State because it's Penn State, one of the most uh, yeah. left-wing schools over there. And uh, also, they've been fighting Reupers over there, too. So, you know, so they're... Oh, interesting. So they're in the thick of it. But, um, yeah, when when you... So when you texted me the other night and said that you started a, a new publication, I'm like, I'm honestly not that surprised. So, um, I guess... I'm sorry, say that again? You just froze up. Oh, no no problem. Um, when you text me and said that you started a new uh, newspaper, I'm kind of like, I'm not really that surprised considering that, you know, you've been censored re- repeatedly uh, uh-huh. on the Panther. Um, so is it like, a, so is it like an actual physical newspaper that you have, uh, you know, on campus or are you doing digital? We right were, now? we were going to be physical as well. I don't want to go too much into the details in case if any nefarious individuals are watching. Sure, sure. So made an amazing printing deal with basically the best, the best news paper printer around who was sympathetic to our cause someone who's not who's not open the these papers and uh we are prepared if anybody stole our papers or um trashed them or anything we had well we have one main lawyer and then we have one other lawyer as well who i also use for personal uses who and they've been amazing and so um, one would be Bill Becker with Freedom X, who is a great guy based in California. So I'm sure maybe some people know. Him. And, sure. um, so we were prepared for any, any funny business, but really with our newspapers, we were going to make them to where it was like, people wanted to keep them and treasure them because these newspapers were going to be so special and rare or limited, I suppose. And, but, uh, Right when we were ready to print, uh, Chamming University said, okay, everyone, classes, everybody who's living on campus, you have to go home now. Right. And so there's not, there's not too much use in printing out a newspaper when there's nobody around to read the physical version. So we've just been doing it online. We launched Wednesday. We've been mostly getting our traffic through Facebook. And so in the first day, I think we got a thousand views and 250 unique visitors. And so, and so it's been pretty good. Uh, we want to get those numbers up, but, uh, people are definitely interested. People are definitely grateful for a different new source. And it's something that will actually publish all opinions, not just the most loony leftist ones we'll, we'll publish leftist ones too um but either for the left or the right for the publish so just saying donald trump is a is a horrible human being who is a cheeto man and he reminds me of hitler right. that would not that would not live up to our editorial standards may live up to the the high editorial standards of the panther but not for us. And so, and so that's what we've basically tried to do is improve discourse, but also have honest 
news reporting. Yeah. Um, and I mean, that's something that really, I mean, I think, you know, all newspapers across the board, not just college papers, you know, need to focus on. Um, mm-hmm. But also, I mean, now you have the now you have the added trouble of, uh, you know, this is something I've kind of encountered. Uh, what else is there to talk about in the news but coronavirus? Or, uh, you know, I guess I should, mm-hmm. I guess I should call it, you know, the beer flu or something like that. So it's, uh, you know, the news cycle has been completely. I've got a, I've got a few good stories, but uh-huh. the the news cycle. I've got a few good stories, but. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Okay, okay, I've got a few good stories, but uh. But we've also last thing I'll say about the Hesperian, uh, the Hesperian. Oh, by the way, in case if any of the viewers are interested in looking at what we've done, it's um, HesperianNewspaper.com. Hesperian is H-E-S-P-E-R-I-A-N. Just sound it out. HesperianNewspaper.com. We've been trying to create some news or at least get some attention. Like we had one. So we had a column by one professor already and some more coming along the way. But then also by students, we had one student who, so Chapman has been gained some, this is for context for the, Chapman has been sort of uh, really put on blast by the school paper and the left wing of the campus, like the the far left wing of the campus as being a haven for racists. Wait, Uh, wait, what? Because, because our film school had the, birth of a nation poster oh regardless of the the subject matter that movie was revolutionary in the in the art of filmmaking regardless of the subject matter right it was basically the first feature-length film essentially right It's, it's a it's a relevant film in filmmaking um and so they said chapman didn't want to take down the poster initially and so chapman is a haven for racists and then later on, we had one student who um, basically had a very bad mixture of a plus um, psychotropic medication and just went completely loony and uh, basically said some racist things in the classroom before he was kicked off campus. And... Um, and I don't know if he was expelled or what, but he was kicked off physically that day. And um, and so people thought, oh, this kid, even though he was definitely impaired in that moment mentally, they tried to spin it as he only said those things because he felt comfortable enough to say it at Chapman. And so and so literally the Panther newspaper, this, the official paper, they have like six articles all saying Chapman has a race problem. Chapman is a haven. We need to talk about Chapman's race problem. Duh, 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 duh. And uh, a group on campus that was leading the charge of that narrative was the Black Student Union. And they're great, whatever, you know, segregate students based off of skin color. Sure, whatever. Uh, you know, if I try to do it, it wouldn't turn out so well, but I guess they can do it, whatever. It's it's not really the hill that I'm willing to die on, but they've really been saying um, they've they've just been pushing that narrative that Chapman needs more diversity. Chapman hates black students. 
uh, Chapman needs to be inclusive. And so I actually had an African-American student, Chapman student, reach out to me and she said, I want to write a guest column for your paper talking about how the Black Student Union is intolerant of Black students who hold opposing viewpoints to them. Uh And so that's... And so that and so we published it. And so far, I think it's the most popular article on our paper. And it's certainly ruffled some feathers because it totally goes against the narrative. And so, you know, I, I just think some groups on the chat was a guaranteed thing and couldn't be challenged, whether it was the BSU or the Panther newspaper or Chapman Democrats or feminists or anything else. And they're realizing that, uh, you know, they can't scare everyone into submission and into silence. Yeah. And so that, those are like the stories that we've been trying to create. But other news stories besides coronavirus, one that I think that's been super interesting that I guess not a lot of people have heard about has been the sexual assault allegation against Joe Biden. Oh, yes. I I heard I heard something about that, but. Not a lot. So what? what's your take on uh, on that? I mean, first off, I think... It seems like a totally credible... Oh, sorry, go ahead. First off, I, I think I think Trump is going to... Trump is going to rail Biden in the in the debates. There, there's, there's no question about, I think so too. about that. So... Um, I saw... I'm sure you saw the Joe Biden clip where Joe Biden said... Or not Joe Biden... Um, Joe Rogan, where Joe Rogan was talking about Biden, he said, you know, they can pretend that Biden doesn't have a problem. But once he goes up on that debate stage with Trump, Trump is going to tear him apart. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, the the fact that they got stuck with Joe with Joe Biden, who doesn't even know where he is half the time. It's it's not Uh it's not going to end well for 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 um. So no, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if during the debate or something he was like, and I like to announce my running mate, <laughs> Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But um, with this with the sexual assault allegation against him, like uh, the the main accuser, like she knows the date, the time of the day, you know, the exact place, exactly what happened. And the entire left is ignoring it. But Christine Blasey Ford, right? She couldn't remember the day. She couldn't remember the place. She couldn't remember who else was there or anything else. It was the most vague of accusations. And the left said, we need to believe this woman. We need to, you know, get her story out there. Da, 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 da. And it just shows just, oh, I mean, obviously sexual harassment and assault is horrible, but it just shows how... You know, the left is willing to ignore it and is willing to promote uh, false claims, both for political purposes. Yeah, well, I also – this is going to be a controversial opinion, so uh, RIP your newspaper because I'm, I'm about ready to probably sink it with, the, with this controversial opinion. But I think that there are some cases – I think that there are some cases of um, – I think the definition of sexual assault nowadays has been so watered down to basically mean, sure. to basically mean anything um, 
you know, well, if you look at someone for too long, that's harassment. Well, yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, by that definition, I'm, I'm a serial, you know, sexual, <laughs> sexual assault, assaulter. Watch so. that clip be taken out of context. Oh, oh yeah. So, well, well, the, well, Lord knows that they probably already, that, that they've probably already taken a bunch of clips out of context. Yeah, they've probably spliced the words together. Not not only not only that, but what's uh what's also interesting is uh Louis CK actually I don't know if you saw this, he actually just released his new special uh today. His first one in like since the meet since Oh interesting. Since the whole Me Too thing began. And Mm-hmm. And I, I'm actually Louis is one of my favorite stand-up comedians. So I've, so I, I, I bought like all of his stand-up. I've, I bought all of his specials over the years, and so I went out and bought this immediately. And uh, I also Googled, you know, his new special just to see what people will react, were reacting. And the New York Times they haven't even reviewed it yet, and yet they're already flipping out that he is allowed to like have one now he uh you know he's self he's self-produced you know this he didn't have like any deal with netflix or anything but just the fact that he has a new one out is driving them you know insane and what he did yeah it might be gross but it might be gross but like that's kind of it like he he actually he never committed a crime per se and it was it, not only that, but it was consensual. It was only like twenty five years later that, that these women said, uh, "You know, oh, he's sexually." Oh, is that long? Yeah. Well, it w- it was like it was it was it was the plant thing, right? Yeah. W- or no? Well, no. It, over the phone. Well, well, yeah. We well, well, one of them was like one of them was he jerked you know off to him over the phone, and then one of them he. He jerked off like in in front of him, but both times he like asked, and they said, um, "Okay." So, so like, so like that's the weird that's that's the weird thing is like he he asked like both times, and they were like, "Sure, I, I guess." And then like you know, fifteen years later, whatever, they're upset about it. So, I don't know, but yeah, yeah. I- I like I really like Dave Chappelle and I remember one of Dave Chappelle's specials where he said, you know, one of those women said she dropped out of comedy over over the phone thing. Oh yeah. And and he said, if if that's all it takes for you to drop out, then then you weren't really gonna make it anyway. No, well well no, well 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 the com- well the comedy scene is just the comedy scene is brutal, you know. Anyway, I mean Yeah. I mean, I I don't I don't want to mention I don't want to mention names because my audience is probably sick and tired of hearing this. But you know, one comedian who I've who I've actually had to deal with over the past years, like completely went crazy and is now. Is his name Benjamin? Yeah, I. Yeah, I th- I think some. I, I actually don't remember his last name. I I I think something Smith or something like that. I I don't know, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, some people, some people go, cra- some people go crazy, you know, in that, mm-hmm. in that whole scene. 
So I know I've heard stories about how people will will be a staff member on SNL and just every SNL member will constantly be putting each other down and like trying to play head games with them. And so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a brutal, it's a brutal thing. And it's not like, you know, like in other fields, like you may have people talking crap on you and talking poorly to you and everything, but you know, in other fields it's just get the job done. But in comedy, you have to, you have to put on a performance and, you know, I would say that's, I'd say it's even tougher to do when people are being so toxic towards you. Yeah, well, well, the interesting thing is someone, someone, someone actually told told me recently. Uh, they said, "Sam, we think we think that you should do stand up," and I'm like, "Why? I'm not I'm not funny." But I'm like, <laughs> but they said, "Well, you've you've been in politics, so that's kind of the same shit shows as comedy." So sure. I, I mean, yeah, I. I don't know. I'm. I might do it at, at some point, but uh, you know, like poli- politics and comedy are like very weird, you know, fields in term in terms of that because there's all that drama, you know, like even even yeah. even amongst like kind of the conservative groups now, like they're all they're all these like conservative. I don't even want to say conservatives, but but like kind of right, you know, leaning subgroups. So. You know, yeah, I know that no. some people, I know some people on the right certainly cannot take a joke. You're John Kasich, Mitt Romney types. Well, I mean. Or Reagan Battalion, I think, is the Twitter account that tried to destroy Milo's career. I guess it kind of succeeded, but. Uh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's some toxicity, I suppose, well, on the right as for sure. Well, I mean, I mean the 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 alt right, the alt right, the alt right really can't take a joke either. So I mean, mm. yeah, yeah, and then I mean, and then I mean, you get you get the weirdos like Fuentes who are just obsessed with, uh, you know, race and IQ and the the Jews, you know, all all, uh, all the time. So. I will be honest, and this may be a controversial opinion, but. Fuentes, as of late, as of late, you know, obviously I'm not endorsing anything and everything he said. I don't know everything he said. But as of late, what I've seen from him, I thought has been pretty good. Just giving TPUSA and Charlie Kirk a run for their money. I think that's good. Yeah, I I, I don't I have a problem with that. I've, I have a problem with his, with his army of gripers. Uh, basically going in and at and harassing turning point chapter leaders who have who have who have nothing to do with uh who have nothing really to do yeah. with I mean he, I mean here's the thing about turning point I don't you know I don't want to get people in trouble but a lot of I will say this about turning point there there are a lot of good people at turning point who yeah who disagree with what Charlie and the uh and upper management are doing right now and uh you know mm-hmm. and so i i think i think eventually charlie's going to be asked to step down or he's i mean there are rumors that he's going to run for congress which uh you know good luck um good luck chuck so who who's who's his um I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, Candace Owens. Candace Owens. Yeah. Oh. Candace Owens just said that she's going to run for Congress. 
Oh yeah, I, oh yeah, I saw that. And I yeah. and I'm I'm kind of thinking of my I'm like, okay, when though? When are we when like are you gonna do it from your house? See this is like this is like the whole weird thing, it's like with the whole quarantine thing thing happen, it's like it's kinda weird to make announcements of stuff like that because it's like okay, well, are you gonna run now or like two year two years from now, you know, like potentially if if we keep yeah. getting, if we keep getting locked down. So I think by the end by the end of this month for sure we'll be back to normal. Because at a certain point, the cure is gonna be worse than the disease, you know. Yeah, we 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 better be. Uh, you can you can only use their income. Yeah, I mean, I mean, maybe it's, people are gonna start dying in suicide. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I think I think that the economic halt has already been more damaging, you know, than the coronavirus. I mean, that's not to say that, to say that the coronavirus isn't serious. But it only affects, you know, one, it only affects like a small percentage of the population. And yes, I know. I agree. And yes, I know that we need to protect them, but that, but that's no reason to shudder the entire. So Sam, it sounds like what you're saying is that you want granny to die so your stocks do better. Is that what you're saying? (gasps) Well, I mean. I'm just kidding. That's just what everyone else says well, in response. I, well, I mean, I mean now, I mean now that now that you mentioned it, I you know I I have invested in a few in a couple of funeral home companies, so <laughs> so you know my uh, my stocks could always. I don't think a single child has died from it. I I think I think there was one child in Italy that that died of it, but oh really? But like, but yeah. Well, here's the thing about Italy. That's though. one. One, well, yeah. and, I, and I saw a stat in Italy like the average age of those who have died is like eighty, and ninety nine percent of them had underlying health conditions. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You want to know why? Because because Italians smoke like chimneys o- over there. A- everyone in that country, <laughs> well, everyone in Europe basically smokes. I, I, yeah, I've I've never seen. I've never, I have never not seen a Euro, a European without a cigarette in their hand, and then, and then like, and then I'll I'll see Europeans like they come over here to Florida to vacation, and they'll be like, what 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 do you mean no smoking? What 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 does this? I don't I don't understand this this cons this concept. So. It's very funny. I know everyone in Asia seems to smoke too. At least in the more affluent areas. Yeah, well, certain, well, certainly in China, that you know, that's that's the case. I mean, I, I don't know. Part of me also thinks that this whole thing is a big Chinese bioweapon. You know, too. I, I, yeah. I want to. I want. It's not a very good bioweapon. Well, it doesn't have to be though. I mean, I I think I think China has kind of done what they set out to do, which it was to shutter the world. You know, economy. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but other coronaviruses have come out of China's wet market as well. Yeah, I mean, I don't know that. Like I said, it, it's just a theory. But you know, pe- people people ultimately need to stop. I've seen videos of the wet markets and of them like. Oh, go ahead. You go. Oh, I I. 
I was just saying, uh, you know, I, I, uh, by the way, folks, we're having a bit of trouble lagging here on Skype, so I don't know, are, are you getting, are you getting that too, Ryan, or is it just, is it just on my end? Yeah, I am as well. Yeah, Skype's overloaded because, uh, I mean, everyone's using it now because of teleworking, so thanks, coronavirus. But, uh, no, what I was saying is, I mean, it's it's just the theory, but, you know, I mean, honestly, I, I'm, I'm not surprised that it happened. I'm surprised that, you know, it got this far, you know, to the point where everything got shut down, and so... You know, I don't know. Yeah. My my more paranoid instincts have kind of kicked in, and I'm, I I find myself more and more going the going the Alex Jones route these days. So. Oh, I actually don't even know what he said. He has disappeared from all of my social media, and so I've lost track of him. Oh yeah. What's he saying? Well, he well he's pretty much saying. That, ironically, he's actually been pretty calm about this, but he um, you know, he's saying people shouldn't panic. But, you know, that obviously China has had a motivation to do this, to shutter the world economy and to try and make Trump look bad. So, which is, which is, yeah. which is, I think, I think that's what they tried to do. But in reality, it's kind of backfired. Like Trump's approval rating is, is like up more and more. So, but, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, I think when the media sets the bar so low for Trump, <laughs> Trump easily just steps right on over it, and he says, "Look at me!" And then, and then everyone is amazed that he's just being a normal president. Yeah. So anyway, what 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 were you saying about wet markets? Oh, I've just seen videos of the wet markets and how they will like cook dogs alive, and and, and when they cook the dogs, they they think that apparently if they cook animals alive. Uh, like if they die in fear, then the meat tastes better or it's more tender or something. Oh, yeah. And so I'll see videos of like them cooking dogs alive in like a frying pan. Mm. I'm saying this with my dog laying down right next to me. Oh, hard. Yeah. Or like or like I saw this video of this woman like uh, in China picking up live mice and just plopping them into her mouth and chewing on them. And it's just you know, something has to change over there because the the way they consume food, I know it's not all of them, but I think it's like 30% of them still consume dogs. Um, you know, something has to change in the wet market is, uh, I guess the only reason why China even allows the wet market, because it's all, it's all wild animals, right, that are caught and sold to people, right? The only reason why China allows it is because China is a communist state, which means everything is property of the government. And so... Wild animals can then be taxed. Yeah. So that that's why the Chinese government is a fan of it, I suppose. Yeah. Well. Well. What needs to change is they need to get rid of communism in that in that country. Um. You know. Once. Get luck. Yeah. Well. I mean. I mean. Honestly, the sad thing is, is that like people, you know, the lower class are starving over there, and so like you know, they and so because of that, and so because of that, they will eat. You know crap like uh you know dogs and mice and rats and yeah bats are the ones i can't figure out that like even though I, even though even if i was starving i would never 
I don't think I could ever eat a bat like. Yeah, I don't. And I've seen pictures of, or videos of like Chinese girls eating the bats like they're tasty little chicken wings or something. Like whole bats. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Nor Nor McDonald actually has a has like a great has like a great skit about eating bats like deep fried or or something on. And what does he say? He 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 like wrote some corny song about eating like bats like deep fried or something like like Kentucky Fried Chicken or or something. Yeah, gross. It's uh, yeah, I I I I I love I love Norm McDonald. I, who would have thought it would have taken a pandemic to get him to make new material? So, but, yeah. Uh, so have you seen any good movies lately? Yeah. Well. I have well, like I just said, I just started watching uh, Lucy K's new special, which is pretty good. But I, uh, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't seen any like new good movies. However, I, uh, I was watching. Um, I, I have been watching a series called uh, Justified. Um, on what's that about on fx well just justified is over now but it's about the u.s marshals it's it's kind of like a it's it's an investigative drama but it's about uh the u.s marshals service in kentucky in the uh the main character he's a u.s marshal but his entire family is basically part of the uh is basically a part of the Dixie Mafia and basically like the Hell's Angels. Interesting. So it's it's, uh-huh. it's basically like it's basically like he's kind of the black sheep of the family because he's like a cop, and then everyone in, in his uh-huh. in his family, you know, is is basically like a criminal. So yeah, it's like it's like uh, Michael Corleone going to go into the. Marines for World War Two. Exactly, pretty, pretty much. Nice, nice reference there. So. <laughs> uh, a funny story about uh, U.S. Marshal is I had two friends, two friends who, who went to my high school with me, and um, one one person's father was a U.S. Marshal, and the other person um, had a big Armenian family, and you know there there is an extensive organized crime family i suppose and in armenian oh yeah national nationalities as well so i guess my friend's dad who's a marshal actually arrested my other friend's two cousins on uh diamond smuggling or something like that and put them both in prison for like 100 years wow so it just shows you how small of a world it is yeah so so, what about you? Have you seen any good uh, good films? Well, you're in. I mean, you're in the movie epicenter, basically. So, well, er- everything's gotten delayed now, including like James Bond and everything. I know. So I know. I'm I'm kind of uh, pissed about that. So so, I haven't been watching too many movies, but I have to tell you, I I recently rediscovered TCM uh, Turner Classic Movies. Oh yeah, I love. I love that channel. I love it, and so anytime I'm in my family room, I'll turn it on just like even as background music. Because you know, like an old western or something, there's never a bad time to have that on. 
And so I've been watching like a lot of the old John Ford movies, which are like the Westerns that, that star John Wayne. Yeah. So those are fun, but you know, they're dated. So it's like, I've, um, I've been, I, I will say I've been rewatching the doll, the dollars trilogy, which is always good. Oh, which is the always, best Western trilogy. So I, I, I started watching, it's my, I started watching the outlaw Josie Wales last night, but fell asleep. So. Oh, I actually haven't seen that one. Real, but uh, really, the good, the bad, and the ugly—probably, it's it's in my top ten favorite films of all time for sure. Well, well, any anything that Eastwood does is uh, is is good. Obviously. You know one that one that I haven't seen yet is Unforgiven. Oh, un un Unforgiven is Unforgiven is. I actually, hear that's I hear that's like best western. Unforgiven is actually the one that I wrote. I actually wrote a term paper about Clint Eastwood and the making of Unforgiven. So that that interesting. That is a that is a great movie. But uh, yeah, Un Unforgiven, and then uh, Gran Torino is still like one of his his better movies of the past. I like that one too. Years, so. He's a good director. He's a good actor. I really like him. Yeah. I just saw Dirty Harry for the first time. What you just now saw Dirty Harry for the first time? There are only I only have so much time in the world to see all these great movies. Well, well. But yeah. Well, you need to you need to see Magnum. You you need to watch that entire series except for the final one. So. Okay. Okay. Um. I I'm really a Stanley Kubrick guy, so. Any Stanley Kubrick film I love. So I actually just saw two of his very recently. Rewatched them. I've seen every single one of his. But um, one called The Killing, which is on Amazon Prime. And it's like a heist movie. It was like his first real movie. And I thought that was really good. It's black and white. But I think it's really good. And then another one that I just saw rewatched by him was Dr. Strangelove. Oh, yeah. I, That's one that I think you would like if you haven't seen it. I I haven't seen I haven't seen either of those. I um, I I I watched The Shining for like the second time last year. Which which by the way, Alan Alan Powell too in the in the chat for the for the folks watching did a, did a hilarious um Owen Benjamin mashup of the of The Shining. So that's. That's where. That's where it's Owen Benjamin. That's his name. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. Uh, well. Owen Benjamin. So yeah. Well, Owen at the Owen at this point might as well be a character in The Shining. So. <laughs> who is who is he? The the character with the bear mask. Yeah. Well. 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 He. Well. He's he's the Jack Nicholson character. He's he's the guy who. Oh. Uh, he's the guy who went cra- who went crazy. But um. <laughs> no, I've I've also been watching um. A lot of John Carpenter film films. Uh, John uh, Carpenter. Oh, like the thing. Well, yeah. Well, he's the one who who did um, who did Escape from New York too, which is you know it. Oh, with Kurt Russell. Yeah, it, it's a. I think I think that's on Amazon Prime actually. It is. So, and, oh. How is that movie? It's um, it's good if you like cheesy B movies from the eighties, which I do. I. I guess the 
character uh, Snake in Metal Gear Solid is based on that character. Yeah. Yeah, essentially. So. Um, nice. Very cool. I'm trying to think of anything else that I've really seen. I haven't seen too many. I just rewatched Citizen Kane for the second time. I've, I've seen that movie like three times. And I, I know people are saying it's like the greatest motion picture whatsoever of all time. I I understand it like from an academic level. I just can't get... I Maybe like back in the day it was, but I, I feel like... I, feel like I, I don't... I think other, there were a few other movies of that era that are better. Like Casablanca, I think is better. Definitely. 12 Angry Men. Um... A little while after, I don't know when did. If Citizen Kane was the forties, I guess sixties would be. I what I think is the greatest film of all time is two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. Well, well, the the greatest film of all time, in my opinion, is easily The Godfather. That that is. I think that's number two. The Godfather, in my opinion, is a, is a perfect film from start to finish, especially, especially if you watch one and two back to back, which, uh, I've, I've done, but I've needed, I've needed a lot of coffee to do that. So. <laughs> I love, I love the shot, the shot at the end of the first one and just, and you see, you see Michael and you know, he obviously says what he says and then, um, and then his wife leaves the office and then his wife looks back and she sees the man coming up and like kissing his ring and everything. Then the door just closes. Mm-hmm. And oh, it gives me chills every time. The the no, the novel is is equally as good. If, if oh, I have the novel. I haven't read it yet. It's uh, I I've actually had I've actually had to read that book twice for school. Uh, wow, it's that's a good school you're going to. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I I went to I went to a pretty good I went I actually went to a pretty good conservative high school uh, in Colorado back back in the day. Not I'm, oh. I'm not sure. I didn't know that. I'm not sure how it is now, but uh, because I think probably now it's been infiltrated by the uh, SJWs like everything else. But back when I was there, it was it was. It was pretty good. Um, so, mainly though, when I went to, oh, go ahead. Sorry, I'll just say this real quick. My freshman year of college, I actually went to a community college uh, right by my house, and for my English class there, um, the book we studied for the whole semester was Watchmen. Oh, which is a comic book. Oh yeah, which no, I, actually I... is probably. It probably is the greatest comic book ever yeah, written, I, I, and it's amazing. I would agree. I do want to ask you. I do want to ask you about that. Have you uh, have you watched the new HBO series? I do not have HBO, but I've heard it's very good. Uh, is it not? It's. It seems like they just took the intellectual property just to suck people in, then they just kind of did their own thing. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah, I mean, it's... Let me put it this way. It's... It's good like the way that they've 
filmed it and and whatnot, but it's okay. I'm not. I'm not okay. Fuck it. I don't. I don't. You don't care if I spoil it for it for you. At the, at the I'm time. never gonna watch it, so okay. go for it. It's viewers. Block your ears. It's basically well. I, I've done videos on on my on my on my channel. Oh, okay. But as it's basically an SJW cringe fest, basically. Uh, um, they first off, I don't think they needed the series to begin with because the end of the Watchmen series with the end of the Watchmen graphic novel with uh, you know. With, uh, you know, Rorschach's journal being discovered, you know, and what will get published or what not, you know, and kind of leaving open-ended. That, yeah. That's kind of one of the points of Watchmen. Is, it's a great ending. And, and you see the guy, the guy, uh, the journalist is eating his burger, and then a bit of the juice drops from the burger onto his shirt, and it's the exact same drop well, as is on um, the, the comedian's button. Well, this, well, this kind of this kind of ruins all that because it kind of answers that question. Um, I mean, so basically, they they made they made Rorschach into like a neo-Nazi, like alt-right type figure, which well, of course they did, of course they did. Which I'm like, I'm like, okay, Rorschach is not alt-right. He's He's more of like a pure anarchist. He's, he's objectivist. He's like he's like a Ayn Rand. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, so they 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 um, you know they they got they got rid of that. Night Owl is is in jail the entire time and doesn't even make a cameo in in the series. Like at some point, Night Owl gets arrested and his whole thing is just you know backstory. Um, and then the biggest spoiler, spoiler of all, they decided to make Dr. Manhattan a black dude. There's no reason and, for that. And it's, it's extremely convoluted. And, like, they explain kind of why, but it, it's so kind of... The, the, the explanation for it is so is so long that if I did, he would probably fall asleep. But it's just like... <laughs> It's just like, why? So it, it's basically an SJW cringe fest, and I'm like, and I'm like, basically, basically, it's an SJW superhero show with the uh, Watchmen property, you know, used. Yeah. Did you ever see the the film by Snyder? I think it was uh, Zack Snyder was his name about Watchmen. Yeah, I, the Watchmen movie. Yeah, did I? Yeah, the yeah the Watchmen movie is actually great. So. Um, yeah, I thought I thought the theatrical release was not that good, and then the extended version was better. The, but like the ultimate director's cut or whatever, where it's like four hours long. Yeah. Oh my gosh! I thought where it includes the pirate comic in it. I thought that was amazing. Yeah. The, yeah. That was yeah, the, the yeah the director's is, is amazing. In, in fact, uh, we actually have we actually have one one Watchmen fan subscribed to the channel. I'm not sure if he's in here, but but uh, yeah, one one step too far is his name, and he usually he's he's obsessed with the Watchmen and does like all these super cuts on his channel. I love the opening scene where, well, I guess the opening scene is the fight uh, that comedian has in his apartment 
which I think is a good scene. But then I, I think that's a good scene too, because it's playing like the sort of uh, like Frank Sinatra esque music while he's doing the fight. Yeah. But then, but then after that, it cuts to uh, sort of like the opening credits, and it's Bob Dylan's "The Times They Are a Changing," yeah, and it shows you sort of the history of the Watchmen, and oh, I love that! I think that's one of the greatest opening credit sequences of all time. Oh yeah, yeah, de- definitely. I yeah, that the the movie, the movie is great just for that opening title sequence. Uh huh. Speaking of music, though, and Bob Dylan, first of all, speaking of Bob Dylan, he just released a new song a few weeks ago. I don't know. If I you, heard. I, I heard about it. I haven't taken the time to to cut out 17 minutes of my day to listen to it. It's, uh, it's, uh, today was the first. I honestly didn't know he was still alive. I didn't, I didn't either. The, the one thing I will say is I've never been able to st- to stand the man's voice, but uh, uh-huh. but you know but the, the man is a genius lyrically. I, I will I will give him that. Um, yeah, I'd say he's a poet. Yeah, but this this one is this one is very uh, it it's chilling to to put it to put it lightly. It's it's basically all about the Kennedy. It's all about the Kennedy assassination. So. Should I listen to it? Yeah, it, it it well, well you well you have you have you have a bunch of stuff you need to listen to as well. So I know, I have, I have four thousand like four thousand six hundred songs just in my normal playlist. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and when and when you sent that to and me, they're long songs, they're not pop two minute songs. Yeah, and when you and when you sent that to me, um. I I clicked on the link and it and it opened Apple Music and then said an error has occurred. So Oh really? It was just too big to even do. I I get I guess. So I think I have three good playlists. I have my normal Ryan playlist, which is just like rock music, and then I have a swing playlist. So swing being like Frank Sinatra, Bobby Darren, um um Dean Martin, that type of stuff. I really like if you have you played the game Bioshock? Uh I've I haven't played it in a long time. But uh, No, well in the game they have sort of like that fifties uh or forties, I guess like swing big band type music. I really liked that music ever since playing that game. Yeah. Um well that's kind of the same thing with like Mafia, the the uh the Mafia games. So Oh, um, I've actually never played those. Uh, the, uh, the, the, those are those are fun if you if you get the chance. I actually, I don't even have a PS4. I still have a PS3. So, um, do you still use it? Yeah, I I, I still do. So, um, they're coming out with the PS5 pretty soon, I guess. I know, I know. I'm I'm like, I'm like, do I get a PS4 or wait? Or just wait to get the PS Five. So, um, yeah. The the thing with it is, is anytime I get money, anytime I get like enough money to buy a PS Four, I always end up spending money on on like microphones and stuff for this podcast. But uh, <laughs> yeah, 
Well, you're a very good host for that. Well, you should be admired for it. Well, thank you. Yeah, and, and more and more pe more people, more people should uh more people should send me money on uh Streamlabs or, or or you or you're you're banned for life. I agree. So, um, <laughs> so, um, no, nah, just kidding. Yeah, no, it it's with with this with this whole quarantine thing. I've I've been. I've been just trying to catch up on like you know movies and a whole bunch of TV shows. So, um. yeah, um, one TV show that I really like, and I think you will like too. It's called I'm sure you've heard of it. If you don't already watch it, it's called Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh my god, with Larry I, David. Oh, oh my god, I love Curb Curb Your Enthusiasm. Pretty, pretty, pretty good. You you forgot one pretty in there, but yeah. It, it, oh, did I? It's pretty, 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 pretty good. So, yeah, yeah. Larry Larry David is a is a genius. So, I love that show. It's very relatable. I think. It 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 is. It is very very relatable, especially and again I, I'm probably gonna get in, get in trouble here, but especially with uh with with uh Jeff's Jewish wife, so. Oh, I love her. I think I think she's like the best other character in the show. Well, I I once I once had a I once had a Jewish girlfriend who was exactly like like that. Oh really? So, yeah. Oh, I didn't I didn't was, know it, I didn't know it was a stereotype. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, the, the, oh yeah, the, oh yeah. That that's a total stare. That's a total. Have have you, you have you ever, have you ever been to New to New York? Yeah, once on a field trip. Oh, okay. So the, so that's so interesting. California does not have Jewish Amer doesn't have Japs Jewish American princesses. Um, uh, maybe, I mean, we do have Hollywood, so maybe, but I don't live in Hollywood. I live well, in Orange County. Well, th that's, that's true, but, but you, but you do, but you have dated, uh, a bunch of Instagram models, so. Yeah, what can I say? You know, I don't really like talking about that in front of everyone. I like to be more humble. Uh, oh, Oh sure, sure. Yeah, but you know it is what it is. I think you have too. Oh oh yeah I oh yeah I I have I have before. Now I'm now. Sorry I'm, to just put you on the spot like that and make you seem less humble. Oh no, I I one I one's actually met a Playboy Playmate once, so. <laughs> so. Nice. But um. But yeah, I I am, I am single. Well, I've I've been single for the past five years. So, so yeah. Nice single life is uh, it's pretty nice. You know, I know so many, so many guys who get married or engage at the age of twenty, and it's like, it's like say say these these were their balls, right? Yeah. These were their balls. It's like this after the engagement. It's like that. They've just yeah. they've just gone away, you know. 
They never want to hang out anymore. They never want to do anything. Well, well, I, well, I, I knew a, I, I know of a guy who's actually from California, um, and uh, he, he got married. He, he enlisted in the Marines. Uh, th- this this kid is like nineteen, so he, he got married. He enlisted in in the Marines, and uh, he shipped off. She cheated. Uh, she cheated on Jody. And uh, yeah, have you seen the movie Jarhead? Yeah, I I have. So yeah, I, Jody. You remember Jody? Yeah, yeah. I I know I know what I know what a Jody is. So. <laughs> So and but, sucks for him. So so they're divorced now, and he's single again. So at nineteen, he's been he's been engaged, married, and divorced, like all in the span of less than a year. Yeah, but if if you're gonna be a man who gets divorced, that's the way to do it: is have your wife cheat on you, or else you're losing well, half of your income for the rest of your life. Well, yeah, I I. I agree. I agree with. I agree with that. But also, what I'm saying too is, it's like, it's like, geez, this kid is 19 and he's already done all that. I, I know. I, I know. He's pretty. I know. I'm. He's he's working out the bugs. I'm, That's what he's doing. I'm 20. I'm 25, and I haven't even got. I haven't even had a relationship that has lasted more than three years. So actually, a year and a half. Three years is pretty long. Well, yeah. So. A year and a half is pretty long, if you ask me, too. Yeah. Maybe it'll seem like not as long as I get older. Yeah, part part of part of it for me, honestly, and pe- people keep saying that, like, oh, well, politics, you know, shouldn't it really matter? But, you know, when, when you're... And I'm not saying, like, I'm a huge public figure, but I'm still kind of out there, and that does... Uh, things do come up. When that's uh, you know when, mm-hmm. when you're a public figure, so I just I just need a I just need to find sure. It's a- funny with me, like I'll have. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, it's it's funny for me because I I go to college and I'll have oh my dog is walking back into the room again. Here, also Molly, come over here. here. I'll show you guys my dog real quick. Oops, Molly. You, here she Molly, come over here. Here's Molly. Molly, sit. Molly, she's a black lab. She's a very good dog. Well, anyway, you know, yeah, I go to college, and you know, I'll I'll have I'll have these girls who are talking to me, and and like they'll want to follow me on all my social media and everything. I'll be like, fine, I'll accept you. To, and so, like, they'll they'll want to talk to me every day, right? And then, you know, what's on my social, what's on my Instagram? Me with Nigel Farage, me with Milo, uh, you know, all that type of stuff. And so, and so, I click accept, and like the, the instant I click their follow request, they never want to talk to me again. It's it's the weirdest coincidence. I I don't know what happens. Mm, you're, you're, you're... It's always it's always when I accept that follow request, all of a sudden nobody wants to talk to me anymore. You're 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 too, you're too based. You're too based for them. So I am too based. So yeah, yeah, with, with yeah, with, with, yeah, with me that with, with me they hit the accept and then they they see my page and they think I'm an alcoholic. I I really don't I really don't drink that much. But the only the only time I post on Instagram is like when I'm trying a new beer or something, uh, or something like that. What's wrong that. with being an alcoholic? I think there's too much stigma around being an alcoholic. 
Uh, okay, Gavin. Okay. Seriously, seriously, you're you're brave and bold if you cut off your body parts, but if you but if you enjoy having a drink, you're problematic. Well, okay. I don't think. Well, okay, yeah. If, if you want to, if you want to go down that road, then yeah, I agree. So, um. Yeah, it's not like have. It's not like having it. I don't. I don't. I don't want to get too controversial, but it's like. You know, I was maybe going to mention some psychotropic drugs, but that that may just rub people too much the wrong way. And you know, oh, oh, have, oh, have you, I go down. Have, right. have you? Uh, have you? Have you taken psychotropic? Have you taken? Uh, you know, fun. No, I have not. But I, I do think, I do think some people who, <clears throat> you know, what I say screw. It. Well, I'll just say it real quick, and you can disagree with me and say I'm a horrible being. A horrible human being for saying this, but I think there are just some people who live depressing lives and they're naturally depressed for it. Like people who live great lives are naturally happy. Oh yeah. It's natural. It's natural for you to be depressed when you live a depressing life, but they think, Oh no, I'm depressed. I need to get on medication. And so then they sort of build a dependence on medication for their depressing lives or they have social anxiety because they never leave the house. And instead of actually going out and socializing and, you know, getting more comfortable around crowds, they say, Oh no, I need medication. And so, you know, there seem, and that's a pretty hot take that holy, rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Holy shit. But, it's, it's like, holy shit though. It's like, it's like you've been listening to my podcast for the last, you know, two years. Oh, is that what you say too? Oh, Oh my, Oh my God. Oh my god, dude! I I don't want to go off on a rant here, but um, I I hate going to the I hate going to the doctors, and it's not because, you know, I'm unhealthy or anything. It's because the fucking doctor, like I'm 25, and you know, granted we granted we could probably all be like a bit healthier. Who who couldn't? But like by and large. You know, I'm I'm pretty healthy, all things being considered. Mm-hmm. Um, I the last time, actually, this wasn't the last time, but but this was like two years ago. I went to the I went to the doctor, and it was during like it was during fall midterms. So the doctor was like asking a whole bit like a whole bunch of questions, and uh, like he asked like. You know how are you know like how are how are you stressed? Do you, do you ever do you ever get do you ever get depressed or anything like that? And jokingly, I said, I said, well, I said, well, well, doc, I am in college and I am you know in midterms right now, so depression kind of goes with the you know with with the territory. Like, and I said it very lightly. Like, obviously, I meant it as as a joke. He he uh-huh. he goes out his um his um aide his like his assistant or whatever comes uh-huh. in and it's like so we'd like to we'd like to write you a script for uh for something something or other. I can't even remember remember what wow. and I'm like and I'm like what and they're like Oh, because you 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 told the doctor you, you were depressed. I'm like, no, I didn't. And and he's like, well, didn't you just say you were you were stressed? I'm like, oh, I'm like, I'm like, 
I was just making small talk and I was just making making a joke. Well, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of college students, you know, can get like depressed and stressed over over school and so and and so and I'm like, nah, I I don't. I'm like, no thanks. I I don't, you know, need. You know, I don't need antidepressants to get through school, and it's like, yeah. And it's like now antidepressants. It's like, granted, there are some people that that need that certainly need them. I think, but we are way too overly medicated as a society in general. So, I think so too. I think, you know, I you know, Milo always said, you have all these female teachers who who think boys boys who are naturally boisterous, right? Naturally energetic. They think that's a bad thing and somehow unnatural. And so they say and so they tell all the parents, these boys are horrible. Your your boy child is a monster. And so the parents think that they have a uniquely horrible boy, I have a uniquely horrible son. Listen, no, that's just how sons are. I I have a f- They're naturally boisterous and mischievous. I have a f- I have a funny story to tell you about that. I think I might have told you this one uh, over the phone one time or in private text. And I, I, I think I might have uh, shared this on the show once a long time ago. But way back when I was way back when I was in kindergarten or whatever. I don't I don't even think I was in kindergarten yet. I think I was going into uh, kindergarten. But you know I have. I have some special needs, you know, I'm in a wheelchair, and so, you know, because Mm -hmm. of that, like, you know, growing up, like, I had, you know, like, some special needs, so I I guess, like, you know, way back when, my mom went to go meet with, like, the school or whatever to plan for that, and one of the teachers there was like, well, we'd like to put Sam on Ritalin based on these is that for concentration ritalin is like one of those a is like one of the they they were they were like trying to diagnose me with like add or something like that Mm. and uh and my mom's like what are you basing this well well we've noticed that your son doesn't like pay attention very well in math and yeah my mom's like yeah, but he's he's five. Like, you know, show me show me a five year old Well, we'd still like to to consider and my mom's like, listen very carefully and listen good. If you even recommend Ritalin or any of those drugs to my son once again, I will sue I will sue this school so quickly your head will Good. Your head will spin. And, Good. Uh, yeah, I was never put on any of those behavioral meds That's or, amazing. or anything like that. Yeah, because, and I mean, I turned out normal because because of this, so. I know. Yeah, it seems like everyone, every kid who took drugs to um, either for concentration or anxiety or anything else, it seems like they were robbed of their chance to develop those skills of dealing with life naturally. Yeah. And so now they're completely prepared for the world. 
going forward. Yeah, well, and I, well, and I yeah, think well, it, I think it fucks with your, uh, with your hormones too, and and whatnot. I mean, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty damn sure it is. I mean, another con, another controversial opinion, but like, I, I certainly think that in some cases there generally are gay people, and I don't. You know, and I don't have a problem, like, if you're, if you're gay, you're gay, whatever. But there's also, I think there, I think part of it is also bio, biochemistry. And I think that, you know, you've got all these kids on, you know, behavior, like, altering meds. And it's like, you know, it's like, if you're on these meds, of course, you know, you might want to be like, you know, transgender or, or whatever, you know, because you're, because you're like, your hormones are all out of out of whack and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So, um, and what's what I find especially weird is that there are a lot of parents who will push their kids towards transgenderism and the parents think it's a thing to be proud about. Uh, yeah. That, uh, you know, poor kids, yeah. huh? Poor kids. Yeah, I, I don't... If, if you want to be... If you want to be transgender once you turn like... I mean, legally, it's 18, but, like, I would say, like, if you want to, like, transgender ones, you're, like, 25, sure, go for it, but but, but before then, I just don't think you're developed enough, really, to make that decision, and it's, it's, like, I agree, it's also, like, it's also, like, Gavin, it's also, like, Gavin McGinnis says, too, what's wrong with just being gay, so, um, (laughs) yeah. That's funny. I actually haven't heard that. I remember seeing back when Milo had his podcast, he had Gavin McInnes on, and that was like the funniest podcast of all time. Uh, my, Milo is actually on a network with Gavin now. So, what's that network called? Censored TV. You're, you're welcome. Oh, what a what a great name. You're you're welcome, Gav. Now pay me. So. <laughs> I haven't seen anything from Milo in a long time. I'll, you know, it's, really, I only stick to the main social networks like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And when people get banned from all three of those, plus Apple Podcasts, as I think Alex Jones was and all that, um, you know, I I just lose track of these people, and so you, I feel bad. I feel bad for them though. You should join Discord if you you haven't already. I'll I'll invite you into my server. So. Okay, thanks. I don't have Discord. But I remember Milo had like 250,000 followers on Twitter or something. Like he was huge. Yeah. Well, what well, well it's it's interesting because I have a, I have like a thousand subs on Twitter, but uh-huh. I'm starting to get shadow banned on Twitter. So, I'm also I'm also getting shadow banned on uh on YouTube now too. Um, my videos, I have, wow. I have six hundred and thirty subs, and my vids aren't showing up uh, in people's feeds anymore. Same with these live streams. Usually, I'll have like twenty or thirty people watching these live streams, but like since this coronavirus has hit, I've only had like seven people watching as of white so wow um i mean not that i don't 
not that I don't appreciate the seven people that, you know, for those of you guys who are watching, I, I appreciate you guys, but it's, uh, it's weird that only seven of you are getting notifications, so, um. Yeah, it's sad to hear. How many do we have today? Uh, well, well, we, right now we have eight. We had ten earlier. Eight. That's one above average, I guess. So, but you, you, the last time, last time you were here, we had 40 people watching, so. Yeah, I remember. Um, so, yeah, and then, it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's tough to be conservatives, and I, and I know a lot of people like Charlie Kirk say, well, just start your own social network, start your own TV channel or whatever, but it doesn't work like that because people, people only follow the main things. They only follow, like, the top four cable news channels and us and Fox was like enough to get to actually get in the lineup before all the channels were really solidified. Right. Or like start your own Twitter or start your own Facebook. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. Well, well, see, here's, here's the thing with like, with like start your own YouTube or start your own Twitter. Like the, so I'm a, I'm a technical writer. That's what my, that's what my major is. So basically, like I do mass communications and like technology, kind of like a fusion of the of the two. Uh-huh. So like I don't, I don't necessarily do IT, but I've kind of dab, I've dabbled a little in in that, and I can just tell you that like the server costs of like starting your own video platform, or even like your own social network. Like the server costs and the infrastructure of just setting something like a Twitter up, or something like that, are are huge, and it's no, oh, I'm sure you know like it's it's like two uh, it's like two hundred bucks a year for my website for the school paper, and that takes like no server space. Yeah, well, my well mine, thesehamletfield.com, mine is. Mine is twenty bucks a year, but that's only because like I basically just pay for the domain name and then use like WordPress free one. But that's also because like I bought um, it, I bought it like six years ago. Like now I think it now I think it's like sixty bucks. So we're 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 using WordPress too, and we're gonna upgrade it more once we get more money in. But the WordPress we tried doing our own website, but uh, like building it from scratch. You know, it is so much work. It's it's not worth it. Yeah, and yeah, so, so we said, yeah, so, so we said, might as well just go WordPress. Yeah. So you know. So yeah. Anytime, anytime Charlie or, or someone says something like, "Oh, well, just build your own YouTuber," and 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 then it's also like, well, okay, even if you have the funds, even if you have the money, like, you're not bringing new people in. Um, you know, by by yeah, by doing that, like the whole point of being on. You know, the whole point of being on YouTube or being on Twitter, I shouldn't say the whole point, but one of the points is, you know, that, like, people discover you or something like that, so. So, oops, I accidentally started playing Rage Against the Machine. Nice, nice. Bullet in the head. I only really like their first album. Uh... I honestly the dude burning himself. Yeah, I I. It's yeah. a pretty sure. Yeah, I, I I love I love that I 
I love um I love that album. I also love uh I'm not as much of a Rage Against the Machine fan. However, I'm a big uh, Audio Slave fan, and I'm also a big. Oh, I'm a huge. I love Audio Slave. I'm a huge Soundgarden fan, so. I like Soundgarden too. I feel I Soundgarden sort of has dropped off my map, so I need to start listening to them again. Well, well Chris Cornell, Chris, I'm I'm sorry. This is gonna be a a bad joke, but Chris Cornell has dropped off the map, basically. So. <laughs> yeah, I know. So. And you, you know, a lot of people think it was because he was on psychotropic drugs. Yeah, no, I've I've, I've heard. I no nobody just has nobody is just living an amazing life as a rock star, making you know millions of dollars a year with a nice, loving family, and then decides, you know what, this is enough. I'm I'm gonna hang myself. Right? No, no person in their right mind thinks that. Well, like, well, and he he did have he. He did have depression, but he, he was also on meds, too. I mean, I'm pretty sure the same thing happened to Michael Jackson as well. So. Yeah, Michael Jackson was painkillers. Yeah. Well, same thing, though. I mean, drug-related death. Oh, uh, yeah. Does. Yeah. So. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I think Anthony Bourdain and Robin Williams was probably similar to Chris Cornell. Like Anthony Bourdain was like he used to live a crappy life his entire life. Like he was addicted to heroin, um, like worked horrible jobs and everything. Like for forty years he lived a horrible life. And then he writes one book called Kitchen Confidential, which is an amazing book. You should you should definitely read it if you haven't. I'm I'm and, probably gonna um, get it. I'm probably gonna get it on Audible at some point. It's such a good book. Oh, I'm sure it's amazing on Audible. And then um and then he gets his own TV show first on the Food Network, and then it goes to CNN, I think. But, uh, you know, like, he's going around. He's living his dream life. You know, he has a great daughter. He's making millions of dollars a year, you know. And then he's in some penthouse suite in in Spain or something, and then he decides, you know what, I'm not happy. I'm going to end it all here. Yeah. That's not how it works. You're not You're not happy the top of your life after having a miserable life you're not at the top living an amazing life and then decide at that point that your life is bad yeah it, it's, like, it's there's something else it's acting up there it's definitely bizarre but at the same time i also don't think it was like a conspiracy or anything because like after he died i, I had people like writing to me saying that like they thought it was like that you know that it was like QAnon or something like that so. I actually, I have I have two responses to what you just said. I actually remember after uh, Bourdain died, like a month before he died, he had tweeted um, on Twitter, obviously, that he was like, I have firsthand experienced the outraged Clinton machine or whatever. If you critique them, they will go after you. He had tweeted that. Uh, so 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 he so he basically did the infamous I have information that will lead to the uh, the arrest of Hillary Clinton exactly Clinton meme. exactly so but then also um do you know who Alex is A L X uh yeah kind of so he's a he's a conservative guy who I who I've talked with a few times and I guess. I guess the whole Q Anon thing is a hoax by 4chan. Uh, 
Oh, oh yeah, it it to it totally is. It, well, I mean, it, it totally is a hoax. But but see, like, but see, that's the whole other thing. Is like all these QAnon uh, people, and I I know some of them are watching, and they're probably gonna p get pissed off. They're convinced that they're convinced that the coronavirus is fake, and that Trump is actually like doing a is doing like a deep you know cover operation to like arrest all these pedophiles and like pedophiles and, yeah like it, it it always comes back to to arresting pedophiles in in Hollywood with, with, with <laughs> it does with, it does with, it always with, comes with back QAnon and I'm like and I'm like okay well that I'm like well that would be admirable but I'm like I'm like yeah the the pandemic is real and it's like not every, not everything relates to Pizzagate or pedophiles so Pizzagate I I honestly thought what did seem kind of credible, though. Well, well, P well, Pizzagate, well, Pizzagate was credible. Like Pizzagate was Pizzagate, Pizzagate is like an actual thing, but that's that's what I'm saying. Like it went from Pizzagate to like every now everything is related to child sex trafficking, and it, it's like, you know, like. Well, I mean, you have like Barack Obama's ordering fifty thousand dollars worth of hot dogs to the White House, right? Well, I mean, is it, is it even controversial to say that Obama is probably gay at this point, and is right? And Michelle Obama is the man of of the relationship. Is that even controversial to say anymore? No, well, I mean, or, or is it just, or is it just universally accepted as fact? Well, I mean, Obama did have that handler Reggie Love. So. Have you seen the clips? And this is like getting really controversial. But there are clips, like legitimate clips, of Michelle Obama like dancing, and you see you you see something swinging about right in the place where on a man a a um a dong would be. You know, it's 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 the weirdest thing, and I don't want to jump to conclusions, but the videos are there, and I encourage everyone to you know, look at the videos themselves and arrive to a judgment. Yeah. So I'm not saying, I'm not saying he slash she has anything there. I'm just saying, you know, I, it's very peculiar and I don't see any other women with, with that same bulge. Well, I mean, well, I, maybe I, it's just baggy underwear or something. Who knows? Well, I mean, let, let, let me say this. I think, that, I think that Michelle is, I think that Michelle Obama is a, is a Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gee, jeez, uh, oh god. No, I th I think I let's 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 assume for for a sec that she is a woman. She is the angriest woman I think I've ever seen. There are a lot of angry women out there, but she certainly gives them all. You know, that person certainly gives them all a run for their money. Well, well, Ryan, just just how many Instagram models have you pissed off? Because, uh, you know, you're saying that there are, you, you know, you know, whatever. But that's how you filter them out. You know, you know, you're not. You're it would not, take too much time to just choose out of all of them. I have to filter them out. Well, you're you're not you're not you're not supposed to just. You don't have to to just pick one. You can. You can do what I do and just take all of them. So, 
all of them. I don't know if I have enough to maybe maybe I'll just settle for like the top ten and call and call it there, you know. Yeah, th- yeah, that that that, se- that seems fair. But uh no, in in <laughs> in all seriousness, uh with uh yeah, I mean the the Obamas are are certainly weird with uh I mean I, I will say this, I I don't think even if Obama was born here in America, I don't think he's he's certainly not pro American. Um, I find it weird that he's dropped off the map like completely since leaving office. I think he. My dog is making noises. It's okay. Uh, I think he generally thinks that the Democrat Party is not. Maybe not too left, but is too loony for voters, like the Bernie Sanders stuff. I think I think Barack is smart enough to recognize that that's those aren't electable positions. But I I think he's more I think he's more interested in the cultural stuff than like economic. So I like I think I remember seeing an excerpt from one of his books saying like, if I ever had to choose between the Christians and the Muslims, I would stand with the Muslims. And so he really seemed like an apologist for the Muslim world when he was president. Oh, seemed yeah. to be kind of like what he stood for. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, so you know, he, he pulled the troops out of Iraq prematurely, which, you know, was basically putting fertilizer on ISIS. Then if that wasn't enough, Obama, Obama gave weapons to ISIS, uh, Inadvertently, by giving them to Syrian rebels who all turned out to be ISIS members. I'm not sure how he didn't know that beforehand. And then my dog's making a lot of noise. And then, uh, then he goes in and gives like $500 million in pallets of cash to Iran, the largest state sponsor of terrorism. So I'm, um, Molly, come. Hey, Molly, come. So my dog is being so bad. Uh, nah, nah, she's a good girl. Look, look at this dog. Look, doesn't she just look mischievous? Nah, she looks she's like up a, to no good. Nah, she looks Molly, like a Molly, say hi to the camera. Look, she's saying hi. She's saying, who is this weird man? I'm just kidding. She, she's saying, who is this dashingly handsome man? Uh, uh, she, well, she she looks like a she looks like a real, a real sweetie. So. Oh, um, she says thank you. Look, she's smelling now. Well, yeah, awesome. You just made her day. Awesome. No, uh, nobody ever gives her compliments anymore. Oh, come on! I, I, I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Everyone does. Yeah. Oh, Molly. Oh. Yeah, well, labs really are the best. Really are the best dogs. I think so. they're the best all around for sure. Yeah. Oh, Molly. Yeah. So. Nice. So, anything else new with you, or same I, old, same old? Eh, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm just, I'm just waiting, I'm just waiting out the quarantine, trying not to become an alcoholic, but you know, who knows? I think everyone has become an alcoholic at this point. Oh, everyone, you know, when you have nothing to do, you just, you just eat and drink. I. I, I wrote Holy. I wrote okay. I, I wrote a pretty good uh I, I did write kind of a good joke 
jokes today, I'm kind of like, well, I'm like, Louis C.K. has to be, has to be happy. Um, to, to where, I mean, not only does he have a new stand-up special, but now, but now because of the quarantine, literally everyone is just masturbating furiously, like, like, like he does. Like he does. Like he does. So, he just set an example for everyone. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, what, I mean, what else? What else is there to do during quarantine? So, we we can't we can't work. So. I know. Um, yeah, it's tough. It's tough. There's a lot of a lot of new addicts in the world thanks to quarantine. Uh, I have one friend. Here, can you still see my camera? Yeah. Okay. I. I have one. I have one friend called Jason Andrew Garshfield, and he's one of the most talented writers ever. And I actually have an op-ed by him that I'm publishing in the Hesperian um, this Monday. So let me go to it real quick. So he has said a bunch of just the most amazing things. He's such an amazing writer, and he uh, he has such unique takes. So here, I'll read some of the things that he has said, like. Um, about coronavirus um oh he said like up until the 1950s it was a normal thing for children to get polio and end up in an iron lung for life this is an ancient history the salk vaccine only came out a couple of years before my parents were born same with measles and mumps and the rest of the virus of the um vaccines people took precautions in those days but the schools did not close down and society went on as normal. If a disease like polio showed up today, it would lead to a complete breakdown of society just like what we've seen. Perhaps it's time to consider the possibility that our recent ancestors were not completely stupid and that they recognize that there is a limit to what we can be expected to do to fight diseases. Or uh, there was another one where it was like... Um, he said, he said, this shit really is this shit as in a reference to coronavirus. This shit really is just the flu for most young people. Boomers spent the 60s doing acid and having sex with strangers. Now the young people of today are supposed to give up our freedom to keep the boomers safe in their old age. They ask that millennials sacrifice for the common good when they have, by and large, sacrificed little and less for their country. If you are 80, if you are 80 years old, it is time to begin coming to terms with your own mortality. Oh, oh, jeez. So, so uh, he really just sticks it to them. But I, I think he's just such an amazing writer, very underrated, and he has he has great takes. He's very well read. He's not wrong. So, yeah, you know, I don't believe in, you know, sending Grammy to the morgue just so my stocks will do better. But, you know, you know, you know, the old people are making the rules right now and the old people are terrified. But, you know, it's time to think about the rest, the rest of civilization. Well, you know, man does not man does not live on bread alone, but man does need bread to live. And if everybody's unemployed and if all stores are closed. Too many people are going to be going without bread. Well, it's it's not even that, though. Based on what I'm... I'm kind of seeing, and, and they're saying that, you know, that, that 
the curve could be like a lot worse if we didn't quarantine. But it kind of seems like the people who are susceptible to get it are going to get it anyway, it seems. So, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with, with everything going back to normal. Everybody catches it. We we grow a group immunity to the disease, then it's over. Because it's not, right? Everybody says coronavirus is 10 times more fatal than the normal flu. Well, the normal flu has a fatality rate of 0.1%, right? Which means times 10. That means coronavirus has a mortality rate of 1%. And if you're in, if you're in good health, yeah. If you're just a young person in general, there's nothing to worry about. And if you're old and if you're at risk, well, you were probably very careful to begin with anyway, right? So, you know, yeah. I'm just not willing to sacrifice the whole economy. Um, I don't want to say just so old people can live a few years more because that would seem very um, uncaring of me, but – I don't want to sacrifice the economy. Just, just, uh, I just don't think it's a good idea to sacrifice the economy. Well, well, the only thing I can think, though, too, possibly, is that, like, there might, and again, this goes back to my conspiracy of China, like, of this maybe being, like, a bioweapon. Like, there could be something that, that they're not telling us about, about this virus, with it being, like, a bioweapon, but, like, that's the only thing I can think of, really. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's a bioweapon just because it's so stinking weak. Like, if there was going to be a bioweapon, it was going to be – it would be like a more contagious strain of Ebola or something, right? Something that kills you in 48 hours and, like, your body falls apart basically, right? That's like what Ebola is. It's like your body disintegrates. Um, like, have you ever read books by Tom Clancy? Oh, Yeah. I'm a big Tom. Have you read Rainbow Six? I haven't. I haven't read the Rainbow Six book yet. So Rainbow Six is an amazing book. It's like 600 pages. It's a thick book, but it's very good. And basically, the plot in that one is that you have these environmentalist terrorists who want to clear out humanity so that they can return back to you know a greener state. I suppose is what they refer to it as. And uh, and the way they they set out to do this is by is by creating a new strain of Ebola and spreading it at the Olympic Games. Oh yeah, I, I well, isn't, isn't that the premise for one of the games? I haven't played the Rainbow Six games, but probably is because because it's based on the book. I'm sorry. Can, can I go get my dog real quick? My dog is running around upstairs. He's yeah. getting into things. Okay, I'm sorry. Give me thirty seconds. So, well, folks, it's been quite an interesting evening. So, by the way, I am, uh, I am, I am, I'm still sober. We, we do need to get Alan Powell on the, on the program, on the program here soon. I need to hear more of his insights about, uh, about this guy named, uh, Woosh. So, um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll ask, 
I'll ask Ryan some of the, those questions. That's a good point. So, um, and no, Ryan does not beat his, Ryan does not beat his dog like uh, like Blowin does. So, uh, anyway. I am, s and to those of you guys who are, uh, you know, and to those of you guys who are watching, things for tuning in, I'm just sorry that, uh, you know, more of you guys aren't able to watch, <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, Alan, well, I mean, I, I think it's about time that you and I had a chat about, uh, you know, I I think it's about time you and I had a chat because honestly, uh, he's not liking me either these days, and I didn't even do anything to him. But uh, anyway, such a bad dog. Uh, no. she's a very good dog, but she's just get, she's just getting restless, and I had to put her to bed. Uh, uh well, she she's a sweetie, um. Uh, so anyway, I I have a couple I have a couple of uh, people in the chat. I want to ask you you a couple questions. Like, I the the main point. Sure, main, let's do it. The main question is, uh, you know, if if you don't think that the, that the quarantine is effective, then why are you doing it? Then I get this question a lot too. It's online, so I'm not going to go to school anyway. School is closed. I am not allowed to go to work, um, and my parents don't want me leaving the house. Leaving the house, somehow my dog got out of the room and is here again. <laughs> Lay down, Molly. Uh, she, uh, um, she 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 likes me, apparently. <laughs> I think she does. And also, every store is closed. Bars are closed. Uh, so oh. you know, I, I'm just home. I'm I'm home because. Gavin Newsom in California, he's the governor, declared a uh, statewide uh, uh, emergency or whatever. I believe it's a misdemeanor to leave your home. I don't know if that's statewide or only in the big cities. But either way, it's not good to be leaving the house anyway. And so uh, I guess you can leave to go on walks around your neighborhood and stuff like that, but that's it. And so, yeah, that's about where we're at. Well, well, Ryan, you can you can still hit on chicks in your neighborhood. You don't have to go to bar, to bars. <laughs> so. I know. Any other questions? Um. Uh, let me see. Uh. Uh, someone said Ryan take the damn dog for a walk. She's probably already been on a walk. Is my is my guess. She's been on. She's been on two today. Two long ones. Um, so, I think she's. I think she's just restless. You know, she's a young dog. She she needs she needs snuggles. Uh, probably. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll snuggle after this. So, uh, uh, we 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 have we we do have we do have we do have a few uh. You know, people who think that you're making sweeping generalizations about baby boomers. So, 
Um, those who fought in Vietnam are obviously exempt, right? Right. Those those people are are actually heroes or reluctant heroes, um, right? But everyone else, you know, uh, we're we're not. Right? We're not. I'm, I'm just not. I'm, I'm just not the. I'm not the biggest fans. I think. I think maybe the generation before them were more noble. I would even. I I would take it a step further. I think I think the boomers that the baby boomers that watch this program are not boomers, so to speak. Though let me let me let me clear let me clarify that because I I think sure I think obviously there are millennials who use the term boomer like freely to uh, you know to uh, you know assign that to all baby boomers, but no like like like. When I when I when I use the term, the term boomer, it's to uh, it's to, you know, it's to classify baby boomers who just bitch and moan about like you know everything, but also like are, are liberals. So it's essentially, Blaise, sure. essentially this is referring to to Blaze. Es- essentially though, Blaze, when I when I'm referring to boomer, I'm re- I'm referring to Teddy Spaghetti, aka aka Box Day. Who is a total? Who is a total boomer? I don't. I don't consider. You, I didn't know that. I don't consider you or Larry to be to be uh, boomers per se, but Vox is a total boomer. So, um, Ryan, I, I I'm actually I'm actually assuming that you, that you unfortunately know who Vox Day Day is, right? Is he the bald guy? Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He's. I've I've seen clips of him, but um, I don't follow him or anything. The way I understand it is he he said the n word as a quote or something, and he got in a lot of trouble for it. Um. Well, that's also Owen Benjamin who said that. Um. But no, Vox Vox Day. I mean, Vox Day is just. He's basically this. This conservative who wants to, well, I shouldn't say conservative. He's, he's this left, he's this left winger who like LARPs as a right winger, and uh, he likes to swat people and uh, you know like. And his 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 dad is a little his his dad is like a literal criminal too, and so he he just basically oh. he's like he. Basically, Vox Day is a scam artist. Sounds like JFK. So, um, I'm just kidding. Well, no, J- J- well, no, JFK was honorable. So, um, JFK's dad was as pretty much as criminal as it gets. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, have you have you seen the movie The Irishman? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I did, I did see it. Um. That was that was like that was four hours pretty well spent, I would say. So, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I think it was Scorsese's best, but it was pretty good. It, it, and I, honestly, I think Scorsese is kind of I think he's kind of a closet conservative, or at least anti-democrat. It wasn't Goodfellas. It wasn't, like it wasn't Goodfellas. Um, I think it's in Gangs of New York. Uh, he shows how like. Like voter fraud was rampant in the Democrat Party. 
What one movie that I still need to see is Joker, actually. So and it's 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 an, I saw it and I didn't think it was as good as it. So like right, so journalists are so incredibly sensitive to everything, right? And so they saw Joker and they said. This movie, it's the most violent, horrible, society-crushing movie I've ever seen. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this sounds awesome. I'm going to see it. Then I saw it, and it's like it's like a mediocre movie. I, I didn't think it was that great. Well, my biggest problem is there's no Batman. And I'm sorry, but you cannot have a, you cannot have a, a, a Joker without having... Well, there's, there's Bruce Wayne, uh, yeah. Bruce Wayne as a... Is in the movie. Yeah, that's not really a. Sport. I, yeah. He's he's like barely in the movie. Well, see that that's that's the other problem though because I mean if, if it makes Joker very old. If yeah, if Bruce is a child, um, I mean like if if like Bruce if like Bruce was like a hey, teenager, if like Bruce was like a teenager Molly. or something like that, you know, like or like close to the age of like becoming Batman. Sure. Then maybe, yeah, I couldn't understand it, but, like, yeah. Um, Have you you heard about the new Batman movie? Yeah, I, um... And you know it's going to be, Joker is going to be in it? And you know it's going to be Jared Leto playing Joker? Oh, they're going to, oh, they're going to bring Jared Leto back? I guess if you bitch complain enough, your name is Jared Leto, you can, you can get anything you want. I uh, I I did like I did like when Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So I I really I liked him in Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I liked him in Fight Club. I liked him in American Psycho. Wait, Jared Leto was in Fight Club. How did I? He's he's the blonde guy. How did I forget that? So, I've I've. I think I think he's a I think he's a really good actor. I've never listened to his band. I just can't get into them. So. 30 Seconds to Mars, I think it is. Yeah. I, nah, I have never... I think I think we're like 10 years... I think we're both like 10 years too young to listen to that. I, I, think, I think you and I are both baby boomers when it comes to, when it comes to music, though, so... I like more... Yeah, I suppose. I also like the old blues type stuff, too. Oh yeah, I love I love the movie. I just don't like literally. Um, like people try to end my life as I knew it, not my physical life, but my life at my school and my professional life and everything. Like pe- people really tried to ruin my life, and like ever since then, I've just felt a connection with the blues. Same same here. Well, I mean, dude, if you ever. You know, I understand what what you're going through, and like I like I always said, if if you need someone to talk to you about this shit, you know, don't know, don't just you know text me, call me if you, call me if you need if you need me to, because I I've, I've well thanks I've been where you I've been where you are I've I mean I don't want to I don't want to bitch and moan and say that this is the reason why I'm still single, but honestly, <laughs> part of the part of the reason why I'm still single is because, um, you know. The left has tried to smear me, and so like, and so all the all the rumors that have been started about me, you know, like, make me look like a bad, make me look like a bad guy. So yeah, um, yeah, it's hard. It's not easy. I mean, but you know, 
I mean, I've, yeah. I mean, I've cleaned that up, you know, pretty much like since I moved here. So it's not as bad, but still. So, um, yeah, they will, they will try as hard as they can to destroy your character. Yeah. I, I, I will say this, um, you know, I, I, I do a pretty, I do a pretty good job of going after the cringe, you know, and fringe people on the right too, which I, I think is kind of, you know, which does need to happen, uh, every once, every once in a while too. But, you know, like... Yeah, the people on the right who I tend to go after are more of the, the Ben Shapiro, John Kasich types. I mean, I'll go Or, um, I'll or go one, uh, Dan Crenshaw. He's not, he's not an honest dude at all. Yeah, I know. That's a shame. I used to, I used to really like Dan Crenshaw. Um, I really liked him ever since I, you know, I knew who he was before, but I really liked him since his SNL appearance, which was great. It was kind of Reagan-esque, right? But he, he's a rhino. I, I don't know how better to explain it. Like, he, he's very much repeat the talking points, but doesn't think for himself. And he's yeah. willing to lie about, like the red flag laws or about uh, Congress members salaries and things like that uh which is a more recent example he's just i don't know i i've been burned too many times by him to trust him anymore yeah no i i no i i feel the same way i mean and alan alan in the chat would probably agree with you on crenshaw because (laughs) crenshaw that's funny i don't know how i hadn't thought of that yeah no, I I go after. I mean, I go after the alt right more or less because they've they've har- they've harassed me a bit more. Um, wow. But um, yeah. I mean, I don't I don't know what what what. Well, I mean, I interviewed Ben Shapiro, so that was. I remember you telling me that. That was right after Breitbart died. Yeah. I I will I will say this about Ben. I don't I don't think he I still think that there's good in him. I just think he, that he's kind of lost. So I think he's become much more focused on the dollars than he has on the fight. He's, if that makes sense. He actually came and talked to my business school at Chapman and he's all about the business. You know, he's all about well, he promoting is. the Daily Wire, getting speaking engagements, um, doing ads and promotions and campaigns and everything. He's, he's all it, – it's hard for me to really believe anything he says because everything he says is to promote the Daily Wire and to promote his own personal – uh, brand which which the daily wire is not cheap either to subscribe to it it's um it's like i think it's up to like 120 bucks a year now holy cow so i mean censored tv is like 99 but like that's Gavin and Milo, and like they're doing all their stuff independently. Like they don't have any backers or anything like, 
like that. So sure. Um, yeah, I wonder how Milo makes money these days. Well, well, he well he he works with Gavin. So oh, does Gavin pay? I think Gavin is actually very well off from Vice News. Gavin's off because of Vice. Gavin's well off because of Vice News, but he's also lost a lot of money from like all of the slander and you know defamation. Oh, I'm sure. Defamation too. So. Um, So yeah, um, I mean, but like even even me like like I said, ever since coronavirus, I've been shadow banned kind of on YouTube for, and like I don't know why. That's sad. Um, I mean, sad to hear it. I mean, I I mean I will say this. Um, I think one of the reasons why maybe is because like. Back when this thing first started, I was kind of making fun of coronavirus a little bit and saying I didn't think it would be serious. But that was like, that was back before the shutdown, you know, of everything happened. So, well, you know, Fox News fired, you know, Trish Rakin on Fox Business. Oh, oh, yeah, I know, I know. Fox fired her for her saying that the media was covering coronavirus in a way so as to make it essentially the second impeachment of Trump. She said that, which was a totally normal thing to say during her opinion monologue, and Fox News fired her. But Fox News still has Donna Brazil on, right? They still pay Donna Brazil, who gave campaign or gave uh, debate questions to Hillary Clinton. That just kind of disgusts me with Fox News. I'm just – Fox News, I think, is – it's slowly getting worse and worse. I mean, they did get rid of Shepard Smith and replace him with Bill Hammer, which is amazing. But some of the choices on Fox News, I, I, I just grimace at. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have cable, so I don't, I can't really watch Fox News, even if I wanted to. Um, but I mean, from my understanding, Tucker Tucker is really the only one worth watching on there now. So. I agree. I, I like Greg Gutfeld a little bit too, but he's, eh, you know, he's uh, T- Tucker's the one to watch. I I like I like Gutfeld. Tucker actually Tucker actually does good reporting too. Tucker will actually break stories. No, no, I know. Um, and that's and that's what I've always loved about, about Tucker. With with Gutfeld, I feel like he's good, but I I feel like I feel like Gutfeld's prime was during the Red Eye era. Which I mean, maybe that's, maybe that's nostalgia of mine from high school. But like, I I loved, I loved. I loved Red Eye Eye too. So, um, yeah. I thought I thought even Red Eye with um the with Gutfeld's replacement was great. Yeah, but it just it just didn't last. So. um, No, I I guess reruns of Tucker at two a.m. or whatever. We're doing better than Red Eye. Yeah, something. Like yeah, that. oh, I loved Red Eye. What a great show. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I mean, and that's another one where like, where like Andrew Breitbart and like Gavin McGinnis, like back in the heyday, were were regulars on. Uh, yeah, I remember seeing Gavin McGinnis on it, and actually, Gavin was actually on the Guffield show too. But I remember on. on uh, uh, um, craft acts 
where it's like all pixelated. And then Kevin McInnes would go out into the street and like do interviews for the show and all that. He was a funny guy. Yeah, he yeah he is. Um, and I remember Milo was on the Gutfeld show once. Yeah, Milo is interesting. Milo, Milo is interesting because like, like, I've never I've I still have not spoken to Milo, but yeah I've gotten connected to you because of him. I uh, I've gotten connected to Ariana because of Milo, but I've never actually spoken to Milo directly. So I've gotten drinks with Milo. Well, yeah, well, yeah, I, I know, I know you have lucky. So um, it it was not something I was expecting. It was very lucky. I'll I'll tell you what the 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 one who I would love to you know who I would love to meet above anyone though is Rush Limbaugh. So um, Rush Limbaugh is very cool too. Yeah, I'd say for me. I, w- I would love to sit down with Ann Coulter, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah, Ann, I think, would be a very interesting con- conversation. She would be a very interesting conversation. So. I think so, too. So. Well, anyway, man, uh, you know, I've still got to go back and update stuff on my Hesperian website. Yeah, yeah, man. Well, we've been uh, we've been at this for about two hours now. So yeah. Um, Has it been two hours? Yeah. Wow. A, a fast two hours, but I remember one time we went for like four and a half or something. Yeah, we we went we went for yeah we yeah we we did we did an Alex Jones slash Joe Rogan style <laughs> podcast. So, um, yeah. And that crazy. That is actually still one of my most downloaded episodes on uh, iTunes, at least. So um, awesome! Well, I'm glad to hear it. It was it was a fun episode, so, as was this one. Yeah, th- yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. And, and we'll have to, we'll have to do do it again. You know, much sooner. So yes. Well, I'm sh- I'm sure I'll have a lot more things to talk about in just a little while. Yeah, well, ho- well, ho- well. Hopefully, next time we talk, things will be back to normal. So, I, w- I would, I would hate to, I would hate to see how much longer this beard grows out if uh, the quarantine keeps. I know I've been growing mine out too, but it doesn't grow that quickly. It's sort of just around the edges. Yeah, I, so, I. At least it's one constant thing. And see, I don't, I don't grow a beard. I just, I grow mutton chops. For, you get the sideburns. Yeah. So. That's interesting. I don't grow up right here, which is weird. Yeah, and see, like I, I'm, I am, or here, I am Mr. Uh, neck Neckbeard. So, um, have you not trimmed it up at all? Yeah. It, no. It's, yeah, I try to trim mine up just a little bit, and I'll try to keep the neck clean. But I, that's it. I I try to, but it just it. The problem is, is I can't, I can't see down there when I'm shaving. Obviously, so I have to do it by feel. Uh-huh. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, in, in my shower with my razor, I, I, I put up a mirror in my shower for when I shave. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I try doing that, but then it always falls, falls off. So three, well, three uh, could be dangerous. Three M tape is not what it used to be. So, um. But anyway, man. Well, hey, where where can we uh, find you on social media and every and everything? So, so 
Uh, my social, you can add me on Facebook. Just search Brian Marhofer, M-A-R-H-O-E-F-E-R. There's only one in the world, so I should pop up at the top. In terms of my Instagram and Twitter, those are both private, but you can follow me. Just search, just Google my name and it should pop up. But where I think you would really get the most out of following is the Hesperian newspaper um, on Facebook. If you could follow that, that would be amazing. Do you guys, and you'll, you'll all enjoy the content on that. Yeah, do you guys have a, have a Twitter and stuff? Not yet. Uh, Not yet. Facebook is really what we're about right now. Yeah. Well, well, good luck with that because you'll be censored from there pretty soon. So, probably. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah, well, you know, we'll see how far we can get. Then maybe I, we can switch over to Twitter once we get blocked. I hate to, I hate I hate to be the uh, I hate to be the optimist here, quote unquote, but I'm just I I've, I've done this before, so I'm just telling you what to expect. So, but yeah. Well, thanks. Well, it's it's at least fun to ruffle some feathers and get get some some people worked up while we still can. Enjoy Facebook while you can before you get zucked. That's what that's what, that's what I'll say. So. Well, thanks. I know. I wish Ted Cruz would actually push some legislation through Congress, but it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. Maybe in the next. All right. Maybe in the guess next. Who, guess who's come by once again to just remind me that she's being bad. Oh no, nah, she's being, she's being a sweetie. She she's just like, she's she's just like, Daddy, I want you to come snuggle with me now. So. All right. Well, I guess I'll go pay some attention to her once today. All right. Well, thank you for having me on again, Sam, as always. Are there any more questions or comments? Uh, no, we should be good. I don't want to uh, any unnamed. Folks, okay. uh, I want to thank you for, uh, you know, tuning into the show and sticking, uh, you know, with me for long, depending on where you're at. It, you know, it's 1 a.m. here on the East Coast. It's, you know, I'm, I know on the West Coast, ten. it's 10, so... You know, thank you guys for sticking with me. And if you're listening on the auto podcast, thanks for listening there as well. And, uh, you know, from all of us here at NGC Studios, have a good night. God bless and God save this great nation. And I'll see you guys on the, uh, you know, next week. So for the Thursday show, God bless. Hey there, folks. If you've made it this far to the end of the podcast, I'd like to thank you very much for listening to the show. You are the ones that make it possible for me to uh, make an income from podcasting, and I greatly appreciate that just by listening to our show. You are helping us gain ad revenue. However, if you would really like to uh, help support the show, I encourage you to please donate to the podcast and become a supporter of the show you can head over to anchor.fm forward slash whitfield report and click the support this podcast button and uh, choose the amount that suits you to support the show or you can click the link in the show notes and it will directly uh, take you to that page if you can support the podcast i really really appreciate that 
anything that you can do to uh, help out is greatly appreciated. Even if you can't afford to uh, help financially support the podcast, I encourage you to please go on iTunes uh, or Apple Podcasts or Stitcher and please leave this podcast a positive five-star review. That really helps us out here at the Whitfield Report. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next episode.